You are now about to witness wrestling knowledge at its finest. Sideline Junkies proudly presents the People's Choice, Don Rodriguez, the big guy, KG. They are the WrestleManiacs. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, the Sideline Junkies proudly present to you Saturday Night WrestleManiacs. You got the hit maker, the record breaker. He's got gray style and a pretty face. Make He'll make your back crack and your liver quiver. The people's choice, Don Rodriguez. Sexual chocolate. <laughs> and of course, you got me, the big guy, KG. What's going on, man? The smooth operator. <laughs> Shoot, it's another uh, fun time of the mothership, man. Indeed, man, indeed. Been an active week. Yeah, it definitely has. But uh, ironically, even though it was active on the WWE side, most of our show is going to be based on AEW. Who do? <laughs> oh, they're going to cut our feet. <laughs> yeah, last week we were talking about, man, there's not too much AEW-ness uh, that was going on now. We end up somehow the following week having a show about it because maybe they listen and realize I think we need to go ahead and get some stuff on social media and really start to drum up a little bit more excitement, but we'll get into that in a little bit. The first thing we need to talk about is the continuing saga of the Firefly Funhouse. And before we even mention it, it's already been announced that we get to see whatever the treatment's going to be for Bray Wyatt's entrance because he will be on Monday Night Raw this week, well, this upcoming week. Hmm. So, I, I watched uh, the Firefly Funhouse right before we went on the air, and I noticed something a little bit more in detail. It's it's a whole different experience when you're watching it and listening to it with headphones, because I once again saw the pentagram. Mm-hmm. So that was in there. I was looking for that, but then there's also some subliminal audio messages mixed in as well. So the brainwashing is gone to a whole nother level. At first it was just visual. Now it is just audio subtext. And I haven't been able to decipher exactly what's being said, but man, this is some, some deeper stuff. We're getting at a deeper and deeper levels of, of the psyche of Ray Wyatt and how he is getting folks to follow him. I mean, in my opinion, if Elias could do this, everybody would be walking. But Bray Wyatt, man, I, I, I'm getting giddily anxious to see him come out and figure out how. I don't know if he's going to do a live Firefly Funhouse. You may do a guest spot, have somebody as a guest, because he has been uh, having conversations with Seth Rollins. Well, he's been forgiving everybody, but. His last uh, conversation was with Seth Rollins on, and he talked about how he forgave Seth, and Seth mentioned how he forgave him. So this this mess is all over the place. But it was a a crazy, interesting episode beyond the the visuals of the pentagram being thrown out and the fiend popping in and out and uh, the the subliminal audio. So what did you think of it? I absolutely enjoyed it. I will say that um, 
I noticed, did you notice the gloves? One said hurt, one said heal. Yep. And then, you know, he, he, he touched the rabbit with the heel glove. But then immediately when he touched the hurt glove, that's when the mallet came out. Mm-hmm. So, I man, it, it was just, it was on point. And yeah, I just, it's a bunch of intentional stuff. Yeah. And the direction that he's going. I mean, it's like I've been reading what everybody has to say, you know, on Twitter and things like that. Um, everybody's saying that's like the best part of Raw. You might as well make that an hour. Yeah, because you look forward to it. Even right. SmackDown Live, just to watch it a second time. You're in it, and they they know this because notice it's getting later and later in the show. What was it? SmackDown? It was right before the main event. Mm-hmm. Where normally it would be in the first uh maybe 45 minutes or so. It would it would pop in. Same thing with Raw. You're talking the end of hour one, somewhere beginning of hour two. And now they're 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 wising up and realizing that people are tuning in and their ratings are spiking for two things. One, a twenty four seven uh experience is what we'll call it now because it's it's all over the place wonderfully all over the place and then also for the firefly funhouse and i wonder how the superstars feel that if you got to follow a three-minute video pre-taped segment of what bray wyatt is doing and then you got to follow that and the pressure is on because everybody in that arena is quiet eyes glued to the titan tron watch it It's it's insane, man. So I'm curious to see. Ah, oh man, how many days was today? Saturday, two two days basically, two and a half days, and we'll 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 be able to see exactly what it's going to be. And you know, it's going to be the eleven o'clock hour when this is airing. There's no way that it could happen then. Now, have you been keeping up with Bray Wyatt on social media? What? Of course. Okay, so you've seen the uh, somebody tried to start something saying that Bully Ray uh, said something bad about Firefly Funhouse, and he came back and said, "You got to stop reading, stop reading online dirt sheets." Mm-hmm. Even I mean, Chris Jericho has chimed in online and told him, "You know, hey, you need to come on out and walk only like you can." And walk was in capital letters. So everybody's behind this. I mean, and Chris Jericho is very critical of WWE, but hey, this is even one thing he is interested in. Yeah, because it, it's it's different, and I've said it many times all throughout the course of last year. If there's anyone that can match in the longevity of time of potential, the mystique, the the wonderment, the awe of the undertaker it is bray wyatt he is going to be the closest thing that these younger generations are going to have to the phenom and it is nobody else that that can touch it because he has the potential which is the one thing that taker didn't have is to be able to script and, and and develop and grow different i mean the character verbally we know what i mean that that's not knocking the undertaker but let's be honest, 90% of his early stuff was rest in peace, Kane, Choke <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Slam, and rest and most of it was, oh yes. And you, everything else just fill in the blanks. You didn't really care what the heck was going on. You just knew that take was coming down, the music was gonna be crazy, choke slam. Uh you may have um old school tombstone. We're done. Oh, that's don't all, forget the dive. 
Oh, don't yeah. forget the Dolphin Lariat. And that's all you cared about. It didn't matter about anything else that was happening. That was the Undertaker experience that you wanted to have. You didn't want anything else besides that because you wanted the, uh, the, the quiet demon, basically, for lack of a better term, that has taken souls. That is what you wanted. But with Bray Wyatt, it's the other side of the coin. You want that person. He's like, I guess you kind of could call him a demonic in of sense, Paul Heyman. You don't want him to sell the pay-per-view. You want him to sell you the kayfabe. Sell me the story. Sell me the believing in the character and the mystique and stuff and what you're saying. And now that you didn't planted seeds and promos that you did years ago and nobody even realized that you was dropping knowledge for something foreshadowing down the road, man, that, that's crazy. He may almost deserve JoJo. Oops, did I say it out loud? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Bray, I hope you're not listening out. I'm going to get beat. Congratulations again. Happy Father's Day. But <laughs> that's just a little bit of jealousy. You can forgive me, hopefully, for that, but I'll take that, Sid. God dang, I'll take that one. <sighs> At least yeah. you got Naya, man. You know, JoJo's out of commission. Yeah, but I, I, I'm wondering if you've seen it. Did you see uh, the picture that I sent to our Sideline Junkies group text on WhatsApp? Yeah, yeah. Nobody knew that was Stephanie. Oh, I, I still don't understand that. It, uh, from her from her undercover at, boss? Yeah. yeah. And she posted it on her Instagram. I said, gee, she looks pretty daggone good with blonde hair. Yeah, she do. But I'm like, well, if, if you watch it, I mean, well, on TV, you, you sit there and be like, how did none of the rest of y'all get to that Stephanie McMahon? As much as, uh, maybe that's just because I know my boo, but uh, I'm sorry, Triple H. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> but this may be the theme of the night here. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I can recognize, it's just a nose, man, when she smiles and she got the little, cute little lines and get that look at her face. Like, man, you just know, that's Stephanie. Period. And then, you know, you got this big, tall Amazon walking in there asking for help. It's like, yeah, that's Stephanie. Y'all know that's Stephanie, right? It's like that um, that Saturday Night Live parody when they did Kylo Ren on Undercover Boss going off the rails here, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you saw that one. And, no. and uh, you know, he's over there acting in his own Kylo-ness, acting, you know, like like he's not him. And he's just a regular stormtrooper. Like, what do you guys think of Kylo Ren? And they're like, well, he's, he's kind of stuck up. He's kind of basically a douche. And next thing you know, the guy get force choked. <laughs> and everybody's having a, the the after segment interviews like, yeah, we're pretty sure that's Kylo Ren. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, how did you know? Yeah, um, we kind of knew. So it was just that, that kind of, to me, it was that kind of situation. I'm like, how are you going to hide that? Shane should have went undercover. Nobody would have guessed Shane, but out of no. let her walk in there. Hi, I'm Sarah. Oh, we know Stephanie. Yep, messed up that episode. But let me tell you my life story anyway. <laughs> That's how that would have went. <laughs> but um, another thing on that Bang. Firefly Firefly Funhouse segment, did you notice the, the the colorful sign that said "Abandon All Hope, Exit Here"? Yes. You know that 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 was a, a another thing. And then Rambling Rabbit wanting to do the expose, and you had to I call it the Joker tribute with the the mallet. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, that was just so much. And what I thought was really interesting is that rambling rabbit was given permission 
to talk about his PSA on not getting eaten and, and things like that, which, you know, in the wrestling world, I guess it could be not allowing yourself to be caught up and overshadowed by the machine and, you know, be your own person and, and still be true to yourself. But the moment he started to talk about what's going on in here, you can look at in wrestling terms, what's going on with creative, maybe, or things like that. Bam, killed for it. Kind of a, not a dig, but a, a roundabout way of thinking on how a lot of talent's unhappy. WWE's like, yeah, uh, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> so don't be thinking you're going to pop up and, and show up in AEW or something. We're going to add more time to your contract or these type of things. So you speak your mind, you may say something, bah, you kill for it. I think that could have been a correlation uh, or could have been an experience that Bray had from maybe saying something off the cuff. And that kind of is what happened. Career killed, in essence, until he started talking. I don't know. I mean, there's so many different things. You know, it's just not one message. You got to look beyond what you see, at least what I'm discovering with these Firefly Funhouses, to get to the root of what Bray Wyatt's life experience he's trying to tell you. Maybe that, I mean, that's what I'm, how I'm looking at it now from going forward. You tell me. No, but he's giving you an insight. And if last week was any any uh indication, he's telling the story of his entire career and things that mm-hmm. we didn't know. And I mean, but it's so subtle. Yeah. You got to really, really, really pay attention. And sometimes you got to watch it more than once. But me, I enjoy it. So I just kind of watch more than once anyway. But. I, I just, I'm just happy with it, and it just came out of nowhere. We, we asked for Bray Wyatt, we asked for Bray Wyatt, we asked for Bray Wyatt, and then we finally got Bray. And it was for probably the first time in a long while where you had a debut that was more impressive than you expected. Everybody else, oh, I can't wait for John Cena to come back. You know, Cena is gonna do a run in or just show up at a Royal Rumble, and everybody's popping, going crazy, and then you have your moment. But, man, we're getting works of art being given to us. And we have to dig. And and like I said, it's so deep into kayfabe. It's not just what it is. We're learning about Bray Wyatt as a person. And, like, man, who knows? I don't even want to try to speculate as to what it will be on Monday. I just want to turn the TV on and just see it and know that I'm about to be given a gift of just mm-hmm. television gold. And then from there, his first live appearance will dictate what will go forward. So I think that may be a guest star, but past that, I have no idea. And I'm happy with that. Well, I meant to tell you this last week. I'm sure you already know. I'm sure you knew last week. Do you know he offered our truth basic asylum inside of the Firefly Funhouse? I wouldn't be surprised. Truth ends up on the Firefly Funhouse in the box. And the box opens up, and there's Bray. Could be a possibility. And they can do the muscle man dance. God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, yes. Let me me tell you how the week has gone. I'm, I'm so... 
in love with this Firefly Funhouse, the concept or everything, I've been trying to work on my best Bray Wyatt imitation. And, you know, I pulled out my lantern over the over last week and I said, I'm, I think I'm going to do a video and see if I can get it right. So while I was at the eight to five, you know, it was me and uh, another young gentleman that I work with. And, you know, they all they asked me a lot of wrestling questions. Matter of fact, shout out to Wayne, one of my co-workers who actually listens to the WrestleManiacs and said that he agrees with what we're cooking. Thank you. Wayne. So thank you. So I cornered one of them and, you know, we were just talking. I was all cheery and I said, remember, I will always like the way all you have to do is let me in. And he gave me this look like this blank stare. And I said, hey, how you doing? All right, bye. And I walked <laughs> off. I think I freaked him out. I was like, good, I got it, but I got to get it right. So, but I mean, it's it's maybe maybe the, the, the visual triggers are getting to me because it's starting to take over me. And I love it, though. Yeah, we'll know how, how strong the triggers are because if he says to forego uh, false relationships and then you no longer want to be chasing after Nia Jax, then we know, A, we got a problem. He just stopped watching this segment. Uh, and B, Bray Wyatt's off the chain. That's yeah, but right I don't think I don't think Bray's strong enough to give, make me give up Nia. <laughs> You hear that? You hear it's that the first Naya? time I've seen it. That's that's a strong addict right there. Strong addict. He can't even begin to think about letting you go. And you ain't even his girl. I remember the first time I seen it. I was hooked. I was hooked that first time. Not hooked. like most girls, Naya. <laughs> but changing gears a little bit, because now that we've covered the WWE aspect, well, one half of the WWE aspect, the rest of the show is dedicated to bootios. They make sure. Oh, sorry, not Budio. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the show is going to be all about Usi Hot. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, not Usi Hot. <laughs> it's going to be about three letters. RKE. Nope, nope. AEW. There we go. Sorry, there's a couple things I had hey. to get out. You know, anytime you get to throw a commercial in the Budios, they make sure you ain't booty. And Usihat, don't put it on your genitals. Uh, <laughs> anytime you can get those out there, you have to. But AEW, congratulations once again in doing two things. One, all out sells out in 15 minutes, flat. Two, kind of getting a little bit larger blip on that Vincent Kennedy McMahon radar. We'll get to that in a second. But that is huge because, again, last week we were very critical of the direction on driving to these next events and and getting the word out. Seemingly overnight, there's been a lot of AEW everywhere on the Twitter feeds. Mm -hmm. And then All Out selling out. Cody's no longer on vacation, which is good and bad. I mean, you know, great vacation picks. Thanks, Brandy. But um, at the same time, yeah, back to business. We find out that Fighter Fest is going to be free to watch. That's another major thing right there. So we just got one of their major pay-per-views leading up to their actual show is going to be free to watch. Smart coup there. And on the 18th in a couple days, 
on the Stone Cold podcast, Tony Khan is going to be on. So we've got a sellout, a major coup on a free pay-per-view, and the top brass in AEW is going to be on Stone Cold Steve Austin, a.k.a. WWE, because you don't consider Stone Cold anything else but WWE, so he's just grandfathered into the machine for the rest of his persona. You've got the competition on. It's not like he's going to be on Jericho's podcast, even, you know, Busted Open Radio uh, with Mark Henry. Not saying Mark Henry's not WWE, but we're talking Stone Cold. So in a hierarchy of, of name recognition and, and WWE immediate linkage, that is huge for what is happening leading up to the duration before we get to October and TNT. That's a pretty big week for them. <laughs> Humongous. And speaking of Fighter Fest, I heard that Chris Jericho pulled yeah, out. But I, that, I think that's a kayfabe thing because he's still kind of salty about uh, not being thanked for his mark that he's made on AEW. But he did say, and uh, when somebody asked him what's his employment status, he did say that he is an employee of AEW, but he also kind of alluded to the fact that he can do what he want to do, but he's employee mm. of AEW. But that's how Jericho's contracts have been as of late anyway. It's like, hey, I'm going to run a limited run. Yeah, I'll take the title. Whatever, I'll do it. I got you. You know I'm going to do what I do best, or I'm the best at what I do. And then I'm going to go off and do this Fozzie thing, and then I'm going to come back and maybe do the cruise again. And then I'll come back. You know, all those things is as as of late, you know, for the last maybe what five to ten years been in Jericho's contract to be able to just do. And that's just off a of strength of his work. And I think he's got an even stronger leeway clause, for lack of a better term, with AEW. I wouldn't be surprised if they'd be cool with him showing up with WWE network. Why not? Or, or, or WWE uh television. Why not? Why not? Because all it's doing is pushing your name out there mm-hmm. further. It's pretty much the same way if we were to go and we were to go appear on another wrestling podcast for somebody yep. else. Even though contractually, business-wise, we have our own, but showing up on somebody else is pushing our name out there even more. Mm-hmm. So I don't see any bad thing. Now, I don't know if you've been seeing, but there's been a lot of interesting buzz about the YOLO tag championships and how people have really taken to that and making their own cardboard YOLO county tag champions and, and all those things that that has been going on on social media. But I think a smart thing for is where you need to listen WWE or uh, correction creative that listens to sideline junkies. Thank you. Give us an opportunity on the network. Um, I think the next title belt that they need to have for some indie person would be a WEA championship. So let's say if it's uh, Drew McIntyre going against the local WEA champion. So it's a direct dig at AEW. But yet you've got WWE talent beating the WEA 
and then they may accidentally say it wrong during the announcers. So you could put on the announcers and, you know, like Corey Graves, I'm like, yeah. And, you know, he's the AEW, I mean, WEA champion. And then that becomes the, the new um, Sami Zayn-esque type of controversy. Did he really have a Freudian slip or was he just saying the wrong thing? Was it fed to him to do that? And then that again is another dig at AEW, but it's, not direct, you know? So I, I think that mm-hmm. that would be a smart thing for them to do because, and we're about to talk about it in a second, because my question to you, now that we know that AEW is on Vince's radar, according to PW Insider, because he wasn't expecting them to make such a large splash, wasn't expecting them to sell out a uh, second pay-per-view in 15 minutes. Um, is AEW a true contender now or not? Define contender. I mean, contender for taking uh, viewership. We're not talking. They're not. They're not up on a level of the juggernaut. They can't slay no. the beast, but they can. No. When they have TV, we don't know what day they're going to air. So if if they want to be balls in, go up against WWE from the nine to ten slot. So the reverse of the Monday Night Wars they could potentially pull something out and have some people change over and do a DVR here and watch this type of thing. That's the contender I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, because one thing, and I, I stay on Twitter and Facebook to a certain extent when it comes to uh, wrestling topics, mm-hmm. And the overall consensus have been saying, you know, hey, AEW did a great job. This is a lot better than uh, WWE. And, I mean, you got everybody jumping on the bandwagon, riding and everything. But I'm just – I'm me personally, I'm like, it's great having two major uh, federations – <laughs> companies at one time because you know they're going to push each other to be better but I think within the next six months to a year they'll possibly depending on what other talent they acquire uh, for in ring and backstage they possibly could stand shoulder to shoulder with WWE yeah I mean if they keep the, the momentum coming we know and I talked about it last year that the biggest deciding factor was going to be deal and what they landed so we we've got the answer to that question tnt which is a huge huge mark for them the second thing for that is going to be the length of the show and the day wednesday has been thrown around that means they're going straight up against nxt which uh it depends this is the only thing that would set me. If they go up against Wednesday, what would have set me is that they would hold the current roster in place to go up against it because the current roster can run and keep AEW at bay. But you're sacrificing moving people up because I've said it time and time again, that whole roster needs to come up to make room for a new crop. 
Uh-huh. Sending Tyler Breeze down, a couple other people in there to just go there and spice things up is cool. But you've got strong talent. They don't need to have it raw, SmackDown. You can have a couple core people that you know is going to be on there, like your Raw champion or whatever, but everybody needs to be revolvable. You, you, you've got the, the, uh, the wild card rule that's allowing people to move but we should also have that for NXT talent to be factored in a little bit more. We should have WWE wildcard going into NXT and all these other things so that way everybody's getting a chance. You're getting some fresh opportunities that you normally wouldn't have. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem because if you do have a new crop of talent coming in, then the storylines are not strong enough, then AE is going to win that time slot in that day, and then you're going to put – NXT in a little bit longer of a rebuilding until you can get that NXT machine grinding again. You've got some good ones, but we, like I said, Adam Cole and all of Undisputed Era need to go up. Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler need to go up. Velveteen Dream needs to go up. Um, and as a few others on, on that level that need to go up. Tommaso when he comes Chomp. back, yes. When he comes back, up. yeah. Johnny Gargano needs to go up. Uh, so all those ones that have, have, have put their their time in NXT, it's time. They've got to go. They should have went on a superstar shakeup. They've got to go. We've been asking for that for quite mm-hmm. some time. Um, so Io Shirai is another one. Got to go. Got to get him up there. But if they do Tuesday – I think that would be, in my opinion, the smarter bet. Go straight up against SmackDown. Two hours for two hours. You can start an hour behind. Mm. So you, they are starting at 8, 8 to 10. You start from 9 to 11. And then you overlap only for one hour. So that means that you're forcing WWE to make hour two amazing, which is good for WWE because, again, when competition is there, they shine. When there's no competition, uh, they're looking for more writers. So <laughs> it, I think it's still good for everybody. But uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Vince, he can well, go on a defensive or he can go on an offensive. Offensive would be more of the Ricochet-Cesaro level matches. That means letting Samoa Joe loose, letting – AJ Styles loose, letting Seth Rollins loose, letting this young talent pool that you got that can do some amazing things, letting them go wrestle, getting away from the PG and going closer to the Attitude Era. We don't have to have the bra and panty matches and all that stuff and be as salacious, but we can have a little bit more of an edge. You know, and this day and era, get saying get the F out is not like, oh, my God, that's so edgy. That's normal because you're following law and order. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> like we talked about, still don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Why you're pitching holding yourself into PG-13 and everything else on the network is doggone near rated R. And speak for yourself with DeBron panties match. No, man, because no. I-, I cried last week. No, I-, I would love no. to see Lana no. in a Bron no. panties match. Then I cried. Did you not listen? To yes, I know, but no, I, I, I know, but this is no, Lana. Man. She's married. 
I understand, but man. we're we're mature. Rusev is a lucky we're man. Mature, seasoned wrestling fans. We can't be looking object okay. that. Yeah, okay. They need to bring that back. Let's just talk about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so while we go ahead and um and flash back to all the wonderful videos that Lana has posted recently, along with the Mickey James MILF videos. And oh my god, yeah, and Zelina Vegas pictures. Let's not forget about Charlotte Flair yeah, on the beach in Charlotte. Oh gosh, so there's a lot to think about while we're on commercial break. So we'll be back in a moment, and then we may just get all 24 7 on y'all behinds. Live more than damn, stop. Mm, I just, but uh, she just so cute. All right. She is so cute. Man, I can't handle this. All right. Stay tuned. And just like that, the two men that are probably just as cool as Dusty Rose and Magnum TA and Oats. Oh, my goodness. Are back. That's some serious billing right there. Man, that, that, hey. Yeah. You give me Big Daddy and Magnum TA. Woo. Yeah. Woo. I, I got a picture on my Instagram page and it says you can always be cool, but you'll never be as cool as Magnum TA and Dusty Rhodes and Fur Coats. Well, technically, only thing cooler than that would be Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes and Fur yeah. Coats. Yeah. But but man, man. That's Sweet. elbows and STFs right there. <laughs> Elbows and STFs. Speaking of Ric Flair, I, I'm gonna have to send. He he's done a lot of IGTV over the last week, and he's been getting some things off his chest. Yeah, he has, especially have, about uh, Shawn Michaels saying some things about how Flair needs to hold uh, his lifestyle back a little bit, and Flair went off. Yeah, he said didn't apologize, yeah. but he went off. Like, who are you to tell me? <laughs> You're in no position to tell me. Yeah, pretty much saying, weren't you a drunk? Like, so one drunk can't judge another drunk is pretty much what Ric Flair was saying. Wow. I, I just that whole thing, I, I didn't I didn't I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, it, it came out of nowhere. I thought maybe at first, like, is this an older thing? But no, this is recent. Like, when Ric Flair was having, he was in the hospital for something, and people, he was watching the the thirty for thirty, mm-hmm. is uh, what it was alluding to, and he wasn't happy with the comments, which is weird, because I could have swore Flair had already seen the thirty for thirty before it aired. I thought like, so too. They only aired it one time. Yeah, if you weird. didn't catch it, and you got to uh, order the ESPN app to see it. Because it's not on on demand on any cable service. I don't understand why the WWE Network didn't broker a deal to get that on uh, or or purchase the rights for a limited run or something like that. It'd be great. But it was a great piece. Yeah. His his book was better. I'm not going to lie to you. But it was a great piece. The only problem with that, Fighting for My Family, great movie. The Ric Flair story, greater movie. Because think about all the people, hint, hint, WWE Studios, somebody passed this along. 
think about all the great talent that would be represented. I mean, we're from the Hogan's, the, 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 the Jim Duggan's, the Holly races, the JYD's, the, uh, Superflies, the, uh, um, the, the dragon. And, and I mean, man, there's so many people that Ric Flair has gone through their parents, <laughs> grandparents, <laughs> and now the current talent, the Ortons. I mean, it's just so much. Rocky Johnson and and High Chief Peter Maivia and oh God, Randy Richter and and Fabulous Moolah. I mean, it's just everywhere. He's the one superstar that has crossed so many lines that he deserves to have a life story told while he's alive to watch uh-huh. it in movie form. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to tweet Nature about that. Hey Nature, I think it's about time for them to to uh, take that book and make it to a movie. Just saying. To be quite honest, it's because of him and Sting. And I'm talking, I'm not talking crow Sting. I'm talking blonde hair. The shark Sting. The great white. That's the, the, the NWA matches. And I, I, it was every, it seemed like it was every night that I was watching a match between him and Rick Flair. And I probably was watching a rerun, but I, I knew at least every Friday night on channel 45 he in, in the DMV in this part of the DMV that's a Baltimore station so it didn't come Fox. in <laughs> you had to get the, the, the antenna right that's right but, some Luma 4 yeah then it was either that or channel 50 mm, I remember 50 as well yeah WFTY yeah buddy <laughs> so that's what fueled my love for wrestling not to mention the Wars that I had being staying on Ric Flair, wrestling with my cousin who was seven years older and us trying not to get in trouble. And then my other cousins coming over to the house and, you know, we got tag team matches going on in the room and they asking, what y'all doing back there? Nothing. You know, we jumping off of furniture and stuff. But that's what fueled my love right there. Oh, yeah. Was the nature. And, and jumping. Importantly- Oh, I'm sorry, we were saying. No, I was jumping into the fray. We got Delonte, hey, the man of the hour. Don, KG, what's going on, brother? Nothing what's much, happening? man. We just uh, throwing some uh, praises Ric Flair's way because uh, we were discussing how if anybody should have uh, a movie about their life made, it's the Nature Boy. Oh, definitely. Oh, I'm, man, I'm sure it'd be off the hook, too, man. Mm-hmm. You know, with his extracurricular activity outside of the ring. Oh yeah, I mean, if he, if he approved to go that deep, heck yeah, yeah. Um, why not? I mean, he, it'd probably be an expose, but I don't think too many people <laughs> gonna complain these days. No, uh, most no. most of them passed away, but he gonna tell he would tell some stories. Oh yeah, but uh, but man, that that would be a a life story. Having read his book, that just to see that come to life, even the, the sad parts about him losing Reed and. The, the stuff with him and WCW and how that almost destroyed the relationship between him and David uh, from a non-storyline perspective because that was just a hot mess going right. on to the, the the joy he has with Charlotte eventually being like 22-time women's champion <laughs> at this point. She, she on pace to, to crush and destroy his record by the time she retires at her age. I mean, you know, she's still young enough to make that happen on a high caliber level. But uh, 
that that's where we were. But where we were about to go is to talk about the most successful, the most read about, the most talked about championship in WWE history at this moment. And that is the one I created, the 24-7 <laughs> championship. Because uh, there's reports from PW Insider saying that uh, Vince McMahon is viewing the 24-7 title in its ugliness as a success. Now, they did not go into details, all the, the comments did, but they, they, they didn't say when that Vince attributed that to our truth because I think if anybody else held that belt, nobody would care about it. Right. And, and what truth has done from his truthness, because like, he just running the same gimmick, he just has a championship belt. It's 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 ingenious, man. And and the second best part of Raw and SmackDown, the first one's the Firefly Funhouse, and trying to figure out what kind of craziness Truth is going to be in. Which this past week he was locked in the elevator, and then he was locked in a a, a container, a, um, a production container, which he did get out, and, and he ended up in Denver. So. I don't know how he managed that, but he ended up at a WWE live event in Denver. But that, that, that I mean, you guys tell me what you think about uh, the success of the 24 seven title. I think it's, uh, I think it's entertaining. I would say, um, especially with, um, it had gender and, and, and truth going at it, even on a, a flight. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was, I mean, it was, of course it was funny, but it, it's definitely uh, keeping, you know, things like spicy you know and and, and and again entertaining um and every you know everybody knows like behind the scenes our truth and events are like really good friends so you know it's, it's no surprise that our truth you know is, is like the flagship holder as far as like having this 24 7 title most of the time yeah but, um yeah i like it i like it so, KG, do you think um, that the 24-7 championship should go on tour? I mean, like, when I say on tour, we're talking Ring of Honor. Indie, I think so. Kind of like AEW's doing, showing up at indie stuff and him being chased in and, and ending up in a match and winning and losing. Well, losing and then winning back the belt by the end of the night, those type of things. I think so. Because you, you, if you remember, when you first fleshed out the idea, I was all on board. Then when they debuted it, I said I didn't like it. But it's because of our truth And I, I'm, I'm a mark for our truth I'm not going to lie about that. Always have been. But it's because of him, what he's done on social media that has made the title grow on me a lot more. And it's exciting because, you know, you're just waiting for something to pop up to say, you know, such and such happened with our truth and the 24-7 title. And you ready to watch it. It's got you glued, even though it doesn't happen as often, but it's got you glued to the screen. I think it's absolute brilliance now because of the way it's going. So, mm-hmm. hey, uh, if you listen to any one of the Sideline Junkie show, 95% of the time, I'm wrong. So, <laughs> I don't believe that, man. I do not believe that. Nah, yeah, don't, don't, don't believe it, Don. Man, go back Just to last wrestling. season. Wrestling pay-per-view picks, but I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Man. So if y'all had to pick one other person besides R-Truth that would have a strong impact 
on the 24-7 championship, who do you think would be a good person to carry a male, female, or whomever in uh, the company? Because ideally, I would imagine from what I wanted, everybody can hold the championship. I'm, I'm going to take a, a, a stab in the dark. Um, I'm going to go with Drake Maverick. Uh, Maverick. Yeah. I can picture him. Relief. Yeah, I can picture him crawling under rings and running around the arenas and weaving in and out of concession stands and on golf carts and things of that nature. I think he'll he'll keep it entertaining. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I'm going to say Biggie. Really? Yeah. The only reason it's not it has nothing to do with keeping it, but. You've seen his antics on social media. Him just being him. I mean, that that would be hilarious. All right, I got one for y'all. Paul Heyman. Wow. <laughs> just just think about that. He's he doesn't even get past ladies and gentlemen, and people are running, and he's like, "I'm an advocate. I'm an advocate." Yeah. And then they're like, "But you're the champion," and he's like, "Oh," <laughs> and then he has to run out. So you're you're chasing Paul Heyman now. Somebody may be helping him, like Brock Lesnar may show up, but uh, you know Paul Heyman running around with the twenty four seven championship would be, uh, in my opinion, pretty funny from a promo's perspective. I yeah, like, I, it. I like it. Yeah, I, I like it too. But then, like I said, you know, everybody should. I wouldn't mind still our truth losing it to a cameraman or something. <laughs> just you know like here hold this truth and get in this position i need you to record this for me and then next thing you know he just drops down and gets the three count and runs with the belt uh, i think it should be that level of craziness that you know anybody you know a real flight attendant could actually end up pinning our truth at the airport real life flight attendant no affiliation with wwe and then until the end of the flight she has to get the belt back i think you know all that crazy stuff would be amazing but again, that's the way I thought the title should go. But who am I? Who are we? But just a show that talks about stuff that they steal the ideas for. Right. And don't cut the check. Remember that. Yeah, no, man. <laughs> don't even help pay the people in the truck. <sighs> Travesty. <laughs> 75 cents a day is what they're asking. Heck yeah, man. Even Sally Struthers made more money for them uh, starving kids. We can't even get half of that. Nah. Feed the children, too, by the way. Feed the children. Feed the children. <laughs> but <laughs> Shout out to Sally Struthers. How many references does she get uh, <laughs> these days? Uh, but either way, uh, we're going to leave, come back, and then our last segment is just going to be talking about uh, a hot-button topic of who would benefit from going to AEW. Stay tuned. And just like that, we're back. Yep. So before we took uh, the break to pay some necessary evils, <laughs> we mentioned that our topic is going to be who would benefit from going to AEW. So I'll go first and I'll just go down my list and then KG, I'll let you go down yours. And we'll see if we got some interesting names that may shock some folks on who we think should defect at some point. So my first one 
because I think he's not still getting his just due. Lord knows a 24-7 championship is amazing. But I think before we even got to that level, the one and only internet champion, Zack Ryder, would benefit from going to AEW. And I guarantee you, Woo 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 would get a, a world championship title match. He would win the championship and defend it successfully. Hmm. That, that's my first one. I told you I was looking at the roster like, man, there's some people whose careers could really skyrocket with just, and I know this is the big old word, Lord knows it's the big old word for uh, Dana Brooke, um, opportunity. So with an opportunity, Zack Ryder, man, just taking what he's done and, and and kicking it up a notch through the roof. I hope you're ready for this next one because this is going to be a little controversial. Carmella. Wow. Carmella <laughs> would destroy the women's division and AEW. Because we still don't know if Awesome Kong is full-time or not. Mm-hmm. But I think Carmella would, again, be one of those uh, polarizing talents that can promo and get people in and the women can learn from and and she can really be a top heel in AEW. Period. Here's another that. one. I, you may agree with this one. Alicia Fox would be a great asset to AEW. And this would be a serious Alicia Fox. The crazy and all that. No, she would be just Alicia Fox or whatever her real name may be or her, her AEW name would be, that is. She would benefit from that being a heel. One that's close to my heart because I think he was one of the best talents in TNA and is, in my opinion, very underutilized in WWE right now, Eric Young would destroy in AEW. I mean, I love Sanity and I love what they're about and what they did in NXT, but Eric Young, man, if he wouldn't be a contender, Eric Young versus um, Kenny Omega would be a, a dream match of ages and they could go off and just do no wrong in AEW. Another one I think is underutilized is still trying to find his way. Mojo Raleigh would be huge for AEW also because he's got the direct correlation and some football cred that could come through Gronk. Now you've got an NFL owner, part of a major sports entertainment. And I know that I say that interestingly because we got XFL over here, but we're just talking NFL football proper. Um, that's some major influence that could help bring Gronk to the wrestling side of things. Another one that may shock you, Apollo Crews, I think is underutilized and would have a strong run in AEW, especially from the men of color perspective. He would be able to, for, with his athleticism, be able to add a, a strong imprint over there for legacy purposes you've got 
the Rhodes family, but why not have Curtis Axel over there as well? So that's the Rhodes and the Hennings. Curtis Axel, and over there, he would use the perfect plex. Mm. This one I know is going to be a, a superstar shakeup for real. Dolph Ziggler. Wow. Versus Cody Rhodes. Sellout. Eight minutes. Guaranteed. Wow. Guaranteed. Sellout. Eight minutes. Cody will probably end up allowing Dolph to be the longest reigning AEW champion, period, for a while. On a level of what um, Dolph can do on the mic as well as performance. He would be there. I know it's going to sound crazy, but legit, there's Shawn Michaels. Which would be the first time that Dolph would have that capability since he can't be Shawn Michaels in Shawn Michaels' town, if that makes any sense. Makes perfect sense. Another one, and this will get you the international flavor, Jinder Mahal. All day. Hmm. All day. And then here's my last one. And this would just give them, for the women's division, strong street cred. Mickey James. Can't hate on that. Strong street cred. She's got history with Awesome Kong from two places. She's a decorated champion. She should be in the Hall of Fame. She does country music, so she can tap into that WCW-ness. She could do her own theme song. She could also be the catalyst that could bring over and help them make a major coup and get Gail Kim and a couple other, maybe even uh, our personal favorite, ODB. Mm-hmm and a couple others to really ramp up that women's division and lock down Sasha Banks. Hmm. Yeah, that would be a serious anchor. That That is just 10 quick ones that, again, the WWE is not going to make some serious changes, and it's not the writing. It's letting the reins go from what is the norm is what they have to do at this point. It's not Raw versus SmackDown. That was an old video game back in the early 2000s. Phenomenal game, by the way. It's not main roster versus NXT. It is revolving door. You have your champions, and anybody can be anywhere on any show. If you're not going to pull up, then you need to have major talent, in NXT because it is still outperforming pay-per-view wise from bell to bell beginning to end and NXT pay-per-view is outperforming a WWE main roster pay-per-view every time they are lucky that takeover only happens X amount of times a year because if it was in the same month as a major pay-per-view and you were to you wanted to really track it and have NXT as its own pay-per-view buy, you can only get it through traditional pay-per-view, and then you have WWE Network subscriptions. Oh, man, people are spending 60 bucks left and right. And that's half a year of WWE Network. 
So if they're buying this over here and not buying the network, which gives you all this content, hint, hint, need to change things. And again, I'm saying that, and I'm a mark for WWE. A true mark, a kayfabe mark, and a smart mark. But there is this, because I'm thinking, you know, my kids, I want them to be in. You know, I want my daughter to be women's Raw SmackDown champion. But in order for that to happen, the, the, the level of performance needs to be through the roof now to make sure that we are securing future capabilities and opportunities. And we do not need them to get stagnant or whatever. We need them to get the fire under their behinds and and break the rules, break the mold. Or, you're welcome, Chris Jericho, break the walls down. <laughs> Has to happen. And Vince, Vince is aware of it. It just has to happen. The evolution is that we had to evolve from the Attitude Era. We had to evolve into the Attitude Era. And now we need to re-evolve into something. I don't know what it'll be, but we need to do it. But that's my my list. I'm leaving it to Florida you, sir. Shocking all. All right. Off break, Braun Strowman. I'm playing. (laughs) I'm playing. Uh, Cedric Alexander was one of the ones. I look nice. at the whole whole roster mm-hmm. from both shows. Um, Cedric Alexander definitely won. Uh, going down the list, going down the list. Uh, of course, I didn't write none of these down. I pulled them up on my screen. <laughs> uh, I had Mojo Raleigh too. I had him on. I had Robert Roode on too. Ooh. Because what are they doing with him right now? Making him to old school handlebar Triple H. Uh, he's basically Rick Roode. <laughs> yeah. W- w- without the salaciousness. But mm-hmm. uh, I agree with you, Alicia Fox. Uh, Miss Victoria Crawford, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> who else did I have? Uh, Apollo Cruz was one. I even said Big E. I said I know he's not going to leave, but he would benefit going to AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Curtis Axel was one. Bo Dallas. Yeah. That's if they don't put him with his brother. Please do. Please do that. I've been. We've been talking about that. For a while, that is. Uh, if you're not going to have Luke Harper, you need to keep it in a family. Uh, Elias. Whoa! What? Mm-hmm. Elias going to AEW would be freaking epic. For yeah, from as a physical specimen, I mean, he's, he's got the, the the it, but you would have to lose the music. Because if you're just taking the same transitional gimmick, would you be okay with losing Elias to gain a better Elias? To gain to gain more of a he's what Jeff Jarrett was in the mid nineties. Yeah. And I'll lose the music to gain what Jeff Jarrett became in the late nineties, early two thousands. I'm willing to make that sacrifice because Jeff Jarrett became a multi time intercontinental champion. 
uh, he I was, agree with that. He went to WCW and became a world champion. So oh. I, I'll take that. You won me on that one. That that that, that is the. I didn't even think of it on that that level. You, that's some seriousness right there. And don't get me wrong, I, I enjoy Elias's music. I I enjoy what he does, but I just feel that we don't get enough of him as we get a, we get him as a performer, but we don't get enough of him as a wrestler. Yeah. So, uh, who else did I have? Who else did I have? Rusev. Hmm. Because mm. we 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 mm. this is the Bulgarian mm. brute. Oh my God, you, man! Woo, you made my heart jump. I didn't even think about that one. Oh my God, wow! Because you you take Rusev, you will lose Lana as well. Exactly, that package deal. Uh, of course, Sasha Banks. Yeah, because I mean, just to give her a little peace. Um. Sonya Deville. I was thinking about that. I was I was kind of torn. It's like, uh, I, yeah. And I, I, everyone you got in NXT, I think those moves would open up the door for them to come up to the main roster and see what they can do. Mm-hmm. But uh, who? I think that's about it. Let me make sure and go through it. You go know, if it was this. possible, I know it would never happen. But in a what if scenario, like if there was a major falling out between Vince McMahon and this juggernaut, and get ready, hold on to something here. If that happened and he went across the street, WWE would be done. And I'm talking about John Cena. Ooh. They would, WWE would be done. Now, I didn't say, and I know people, y'all listen to me like, wait a minute, John Cena? John, no. You were getting a cornerstone of the WWE. If there was a falling out, like I said, this is like the what if of what ifs of what ifs in the Marvel you know, pantheon of what ifs. But if there was a falling out and John said, I'll fix you, I'm going to walk across the street. WWE, that would be the equivalent of WCW getting Hogan. Because remember, they lost their minds when they saw at, uh, was that, was that was Disney, wasn't it? When, when it no, it was MGM, MGM. Where were they at? When uh, they did the uh, press conference. Wasn't it MGM? I believe so. If I'm not mistaken, I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, MGM. Yeah, when when Hogan showed up in the Corvette, what? And he was doing uh, the press conference, standing next to Mean Gene. You, you, I mean, as as kids, we were like, "What?" In WCW, what? Wait, wait, wait a minute. And he's wearing red, and yellow. In WCW, I thought he was just over there. Red and yellow belong over there. How is you couldn't even put it together? Even watching it, you watched it waiting for when it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. <laughs> you know, you were waiting for a real American. 
because that is Hulk Hogan. Like everything is Hulk Hogan. And to have word life, <laughs> if he just rap word life, that's it. You're done. You're done. You'd, you would have to beg The Rock to come back. Yeah, because that's the. We need you for about six months for real. Cena went over there. Yeah, yeah, we need you, Rock. For Austin. Yeah, we. Oh, God. Can you give us half a match? You want to commentate or something? Something. Big check. Big check. Sting? Yeah. Oh, you've got Taker six matches. <laughs> Best of 10. We don't care. Taker, 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 Taker. Triple H be full time again. I mean, it would it would be crisis mode if John Cena went across the street. Yeah, and Cody just... would be like like uh, Scrooge McDuck swimming in the money bin. <laughs> he just showed your age again. But hey, you know man, no, what? No, no, they got a reboot right now. Yeah, they got a reboot. So, and I, I don't like the reboot. It's good. What are you talking about? I don't like the reboot. You got to watch it now. They've, they've been running the oh god, you're welcome. They've been running the marathon <laughs> on it for the past two days, so I've been watching it, and I actually no. caught up on some of the episodes that they've been skipping over. I mean, it's really, in my opinion, really good on the, the the way that they're telling the story from when the boys get there with Uncle Scrooge to you know all different adventures leading to Della, and then you add Gizmo Duck in there, the the throwback props to Darkwing Duck, which is coming back, and they even had a goof troop. Uh, I'm sorry, a goofy movie um, tie-in where they were singing some of the songs that Max sung in Goofy Movie. You may have to go back and watch that, KG, for <laughs> real. Best, don't you talk bad about that DuckTales, man. Well, I, you gotta realize the original run of DuckTales, I had them all on DVD, and the whole, what was it, first three seasons, all every episode had it on DVD. Even the episodes with Bubba Duck. Yeah, buddy. I, I say had because when okay. my daughter was a little younger, I would play them for her at night to go to sleep. Well, she got a little bit older. She wanted to watch DuckTales all the time, and all my DVDs got scratched up. So, oh, Yeah, that's how it happens, man. It's all digital download from there. Yep. The death of DVDs. Just you should have just whipped out the VHS tape, man. <laughs> I wish. The teacher at at four pressed his button. What does that say? Rewind. <laughs> you had to make sure that happened every single time before you took it back to Blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> Always be kind and rewind. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's a throwback for you, right there. You want to talk about some age? But <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, I think the big show, even though he's 47, having that giant and you put him on a limited schedule, let him work when he feels like it. Yeah, because I think he's still got a lot more to offer beyond. Because, I mean, think about it. He's done all that hard work to get in the best physical shape possible. And now he's behind the scenes. If, if the doctors have not said, hey, show you need to be tapping out because we haven't heard of retirement from the show, then why not? Don't be the jobber, which I know he doesn't mind putting people over, but still, come on now, he's a big dude. And I blame them because, unfortunately, John Cena was involved in this. John Cena, F5, and I'm not sorry. <laughs> Got Brock on the brain. John Cena, F you and. Big Show 
several times at a whim. Yeah. Yeah, that's not cool. Not the giant <laughs> who was once billed as Andre's son. Yeah. yeah. That's not cool. Not at all. Andre Andre didn't get that. Yeah. Hogan only picked him up a couple times. Yeah. Televised. Several times not televised, but televised only a couple times. Hey, speaking of which, you know what I heard about that? Uh, the WrestleMania 3 match. Mm-hmm. Said, you know, that match, Andre, and this is on uh, the special they did on him on, what did it come on? HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, something. Yeah, was, I, can't, I think it was HBO. And Hogan was like, you know, Andre couldn't go Mm-mm. the full 20, 25 minutes. So he immediately said, up! <laughs> and he's like, that's when I picked him up and I slammed him, but he couldn't quite get up, but I it made it work and it went yeah. into the history books. Yeah, he had to make it. Andre said, go home. Just like what um, Undertaker did with the Goldberg when he realized Goldberg was out on his feet. Mm-hmm. And he said, we, we got to go home. We got to end it. It is what it is, but you got to protect the talent. And Andre, as Hogan will call him, before he calls him Andre, he calls him the boss. And he said, the boss said, go home. We're going home. And that's, that's what it was. Slam her around the world. And then the rest was Hogan history. Right. And now you want to talk about stories. The Andre the Giant stories that Hogan has. Oh, God. That's, are absolutely that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. So the, you want to uh, talk about stories. There was a game that came out. It was Legends of Wrestling. Yeah. Back on the Xbox 360 and, and PlayStation PS3. Two. Oh, I'm sorry, was it Xbox and PS2? I thought it was 360. Yeah, Xbox, and... Xbox and PS2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Xbox and PS2. The the videos that they had on there, man, I could just watch those. I played the game to unlock those so I could just sit and watch them. <laughs> it was some of the best videos um, from the different superstars, man. It was like going down memory lane. Great game. If somebody was to compile a YouTube video of that, that's worth his weight in gold right there. Man, I, I'll never forget becoming. I thought I was doing something big, becoming the United States champion. I'm like, okay, I'm U.S. champ. Uh, what, what world champ? I gotta keep going. <laughs> Those are the good old days of progression. Yeah, it wasn't done. Oh, I bought the game. Let me put these this code in that I bought from the store, and I'm world champion. No, you had to work for that. Speaking of working for that, make you proud. I was talking to my son the other day, and he was telling me, like, Dad, I'm 93 on 2K. I'm like, good. How much VC do you need to get to 100? Like, no, I got to work. I got to put that work in. I was like, KG would be proud. Indeed. Indeed. KG would be proud. Putting that work in. When a PlayStation Network uh, went down this week, he like, they had a heart attack. He's like, I can't, I can't get on. What's going on? Like, just the network is down. It's not you. The network is down itself. It's, it's a Sony issue. You'd be able to get back on and put in that work. Man. See that right there? It, this is Father's Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And that right there. That that's that's a that's a true dad moment right there. Yep. That's, that's a true awesome. dad moment. And that's he how wants we to work hard. That's how we wrapping up this show on a good Father's Day thought. Along with the fact that uh Division Two is free to play. I sent you that. So you got yes, sir. tomorrow to be putting that work in or tonight to download that game and play it. DC needs you. You need to see how awesome it is to run around and everywhere. 
you're in the White House. I mean, you know where you're going when you get in there. Since you know you DMV, you throwing know through. Going. You know yeah. where ESPN Zone used to be. You'll be on that corner. You and know where Ben's Chili Bowl is. You know where everything <laughs> is. You you know what's going to happen. Y'all gonna tell me the five fights down on on on, on H and eighth, and I'm gonna be somewhere up Surfing Quarter and hanging out over there. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you even feel better. I was in a safe house and it was playing go-go music. It's like, God dang. Seriously? I like it. I like it a lot. I can't believe I'm sitting here. KG would be proud. We we took a vote in the house and talking to my oldest daughter's boyfriend, uh, my brother-in-law, I said, man, we're going to need three systems. Of course, all the ladies. Well, what do y'all need three systems for? Shh. If we do three systems, that'll be us three. We call up the People's Choice Don Rodriguez, the voice of the voices, Cabro. We get the boss, BJ, get <laughs> the man of the hour, Delante. We get Big Jim, and we all get together at one time, have a business meeting, and save DC. Mm-hmm. How, how can that? Oh. My Especially since very soon we'll be going into the Washington Zoo, Ooh. as well as the Pentagon. And oh, I can't wait to have a firefight in the Pentagon. Yeah. And see, my brother-in-law had the right idea. He said, you know what's going to happen? I said, yes. Food doesn't exist. A little juice here and there, something with sugar in it to keep you up. But we need to take, like, 9, 10, 12, 15 days in a row off. I think we'll sleep maybe two of those 15 <laughs> if we did that. Because it's it's just that addicting. But, I mean... Shoot. Just, you need, as soon as we get done with this, download the division, sir. I'm telling you. You will understand exactly how amazing that game is. I'm telling you. It's worth it. Worth oh. it. Thanks, Tom Quinn. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go work on that now. If they, if they, 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 they can also somebody, anybody, give me a new siphon filter game. I'd be happy mm. with that too. Yeah. Well, we're keeping our fingers crossed for Splinter Cell as well. But yeah, I agree. Siphon filter was amazing. Um, yeah, that, or remaster it or something. Somebody yeah. remaster siphon filter. That would be um, great. Along with spec spec ops. Uh, that was another lost gem there too. That's, that's some good ones. But Rainbow don't Six. sleep on, yeah. Don't sleep on this new modern warfare that we're getting. So that may sew up a lot of that need right there. So October twenty fifth, we get to go dark in modern warfare. So, oh man. Well, only thing left for you to do before we uh, give our special message out to all the dads that were listening in is to tell them the multitude. Of places and uh, uh, listening perspectives that they can hear us at. Well, of course, you can hear us right here, Anchor FM. You can hear us on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple iTunes Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Radio Public, Podbean, Podcoin, the Podcoin. Pays you to listen. Always remember that. iHeartRadio, Player FM. Tune in, and I don't even. This is all off the top of my head, so I'm getting good at this. And I don't think I said Castbox. 
and Podbean. Podbean. So, and then also, please check out sidelinejunkies.com. Update it every single day with links to the shows. And of course, we got to come up with our athlete of the week, which shouldn't be too hard because, I mean, this was championship week in more ways than one. So we'll have to have a vote on that. But check that out for latest podcast podcast episodes and just anything sideline junkie related. So, yep. Of Man, course. That's a lot. Yeah. That means you have no excuse to tell people to listen to us because we're everywhere. Everywhere. And the best part about it, if you Google Sideline Junkies, we are on the first page, the number one spot. You know why? Because we got it on lock. And that's what we do. (laughs) To coin a little bit of Mark Henryness. And, uh, now it's time, friends, to wish all the dads, including UKG, happy Father's Day upcoming. Because, you know, we operate the mothership on a Saturday. Right. But tomorrow's Father's Day. So we want to make sure all those Fajas know that we appreciate you guys listening. And we appreciate you guys raising your kids right by making sure they understand what OG wrestling is as well as current wrestling, so they can know the difference. So when we make all these OG references, they understand that KG is old. And (laughs) 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 I'm just agreeing with him. (laughs) I'll take that. I'll take that. (laughs) And then in a final story, there's one extra crush that I'm just going to let out the bag, man. And I'm quite sure you would agree. You ready for this? I'm ready. She's not a sports entertainer. But I turned on TV to, you know, the the 3776 ESPN early. And I don't know what the heck was on, but L. Duncan was killing it on SportsCenter this morning. That's all I'm saying. Really? Oh, Jesus, Lord. (laughs) I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought it was, uh, uh, I thought it was Wonder Woman that was on there. I was like, Wow. So hmm. you made the podcast, L. Duncan. Congratulations. <laughs> Don't wow. be putting that in the tag, KG, because she married me. Try to get me in trouble. We uh, hey. mentioned enough married women up in here. We don't need but, no Bulgarians beating us down already. That, 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 that's fine. But her, uh, I miss seeing Jamel Hill on Sports Center at six. I, I love me seeing Jamel Hill. Mm. Uh. Yeah, let's not start to get to uh, the the anchor team at Sports Center. Um, yeah, <laughs> we, that's a whole other level of conversation, right there. Like, God dang, like you watch a Sports Center again? Yeah, and it's not for sports. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just looking for that minute and a half for just to cut in, and then yeah. I got about five minutes of sports stuff, and then hey, I'm that minute and a half again. You sitting there waiting with your cereal? Yeah, it come, it's coming, it's coming. Yes. You, you want to know something? And this is like. Oh, but it's still true. Whenever Linda Cone's on, <laughs> I love me. So I, I love right Linda Cone. Yeah, she's and real cool people's man. Working for ESPN Zone, that's what started. Hearing her voice everywhere, especially when you went to the bathroom <laughs> and the music was playing and you heard Linda Cone come in while you're 
trying to drain the main vein. And okay, there's Linda the, Cone again. I miss those days. Yeah, I'm I'm still trying to talk to Mrs. and into letting me have a TV in the bathroom. <laughs> oh shoot! I should bring you one of these dazzle blues I got. Oh, you still got yours? Come on, I got five of them. Oh, <laughs> I done moved so much in the last five years. I don't even know what mine are. Yeah, man, that that, that old school dazzle blue is always uh, standard issue uh, with me. No matter where I go. <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna do with it, but it's there. Like, they may have to bury me in the dazzle blue at this moment. Oh man! All five of them. What did man. They put on him? Yeah, the dazzle blue shirt. Why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to do that. Yeah. And Tweet the best that out. part about go, Disney. The best part about it's like it was like Christmas when we got there. Yeah. <laughs> After training, Ooh. I got your shirt. Yes, yes, yes. He's the ugliest shirts ever, but yes. Yes. How do you wash it? What do you mean it shit? Yes. <laughs> I got my dazzle blue. My m- funny part, my name tag used to hang in my room from the ceiling. Mm. I hung my name tag from the ceiling. Don't ask me why, but I had it on a thumbtack hanging from the ceiling in the middle of my room. Mm. I, but it just it just happened. I don't know. Supplementary ESPN Zone <laughs> employee question: What was the favorite team on your name tag? I no, I just had a basic name tag then. Oh, okay. I just had Kevin, and then on, on one side it said Kevin, on the other side it said Kevin, Kevin. <laughs> so it depends on how I was feeling on which side the name tag. Somebody was on. playing with the P touch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, Dad. We kind of went on a tangent on. Uh, <laughs> Some OG ESPN zone. If you never Google it to see the awesomeness of uh, the 3776 uh, uh, ESPN zone in DC, Baltimore, Chicago, Atlanta, Anaheim, Vegas. Uh, and am I missing one? No, I think it's everywhere. And you set foot in all of them, haven't you? Every, yeah, actually, yes. Yes, I have. Trained everyone but the, oh, did I say Baltimore? Yep. Okay. Uh, trained everyone, but uh, um, New York. I didn't go to the New York opening, but I trained their managers and stuff. Man, man, those were the days. <laughs> I swear, when they say living the dream, gee, me Christmas, the People's Choice, Ron, Don Rodriguez, you, my friend, have hey, done it and are doing it. Yeah, next week, maybe I'll tell you the story about how I stupidly did not um, take the leap of faith and get a job as it was being offered to me at WWE New York. Oh, Yeah, I know. I regret that. Um, But I don't know. Life would have been different, so everything had to be what it had to be. But yeah, I did have an opportunity to go and work uh, at WWE New York. Man. Oh, that was another great place to go visit, and I had some ideas that they kind of stole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, for real, but I, that, that's not WWE's fault. That's, hey, you know, general manager who was working for ESPN Zone, you should, gosh, should do this. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, okay. I'll be damned, Mel. Did you just do that? And, and you know what? Before you even said the name, I started laughing because nah, I knew nah. who you were talking about. 
a goddamn Mel Brennan for you. Still, you all heat about that. Like, wait a minute. You got a job at a place that you know nothing about and didn't drag me there. And I'm the one talking about it all day, every day. I'm the one that brought freaking Kurt Angle into an ESPN establishment when it was not natural. Nobody wrestling was just some fake thing back then. Not, oh, here's Stone Cold Steve Austin on the This Is Floor Center segment. Like, no. The two didn't go together. Not at all. That was three months of begging Laura Poppy. What's up, Laura? Um, To, hey, he's an Olympic gold medalist. That'd be a cool autograph signing, wouldn't it? Well, I'll see what I can do. Like, yeah, Laura, you'd get up on that. For real. That was a long three months campaigning for that. (laughs) Selling that to uh, um, Dave. Wilson, like, yeah, Dave, you need to go ahead and make that happen. But he's an electric gold medalist. That'd be great for us. I thought he was a wrestler. No, he's a gold medalist, Dave. And he's like, okay. Yeah. Meanwhile, the signs on the door says WWE Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Angle is signing autographs for It's True, It's True, his book. But, you know, good old Dave. So we're going to let y'all go because we'll talk about that behind the scenes stuff. And y'all will be listening to us like, We've never been there, <laughs> but you one thing you train. have been is dad. So uh, we appreciate y'all, and um, we look forward to you guys uh, having a great Father's Day. You single moms having a great Super Mom Day um, because we appreciate y'all raising kids in the way of sports, entertainment, and wrestling. And next week, same bad time, same bad channel, same mothership. And a whole new batch of crazy and a fallout from Firefly Funhouse Live. Mm-hmm. We'll see what it is, but we'll be talking about it next week on the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiacs. Happy Father's Day, fellas. We out. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.